0: This is it. This is a wrap on summer. Festival season is coming to a close with, of course, a new one rolling into town this fall here in Toronto. JFL 42 is coming back. Uh, But, of course, a big, huge part of uh, the summer in in Canadian comedy is the World Famous Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal. Uh, And our own Vince Tedesco hit the mean streets of Montreal grabbing interviews, grabbing comedy celebrities, uh, and just harassing people into being on our show, as we like to do every year. Uh, So it's our Season 3 wrap-up. We're going to talk to some famous names in comedy uh, and close things up for the summer festival season is over and i'm dean young this is vince tedesco and we're about to go inside the joke welcome
1: to inside jokes on global news radio 640 toronto
0: oh yeah you're tuned into inside jokes right here on global news radio 640 toronto that's a wrap vince in studio with Vince Tedesco. This is, our, this is it for season three, buddy. I hope we don't get sued using This is the our music. third season. I, yeah, uh. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. Uh, big way to wrap it up, of course, we have some really exciting stuff, first of all, I'll say, to lead into season four. Season four premieres next week. Yes, Here a lot of... Radio, a, we're kicking
2: off with a bang.
0: We are. We have a special guest next week. But of course, today, we're going back. We're going back to the mean streets of Montreal. <laughs> uh, the world-famous comedy festival, just for laughs, in Montreal, takes over the city Comics from all across North America, worldwide, stream into the city, some of the biggest names in comedy today, uh, headliners worldwide, stream into the city. And of course, you pounded the pavement, Vince, you hit the streets. Love, I love you Montreal in the summer, yeah. tricked these people into being on our little radio show, as we do every year. I
2: do what I can. I use my, my charming, witty sense of humor to get a couple of nice little sound bites from these... Cool cats and, and funny girls and funny gals.
0: And it's a perfect way to wrap up the the summer and wrap up season three here on Inside Jokes. Is, I think so. You know, Looking
2: back, yeah. The big the fest. Fun-filled summer we had.
0: We did. We had some great people in studio. We had some big names in studio. We had uh, some live shows. And, of course, now some comics that uh, we talked to in Montreal. The land of smoked meat and comedy. Perfect. Right? That's what it is.
2: Uh, yeah, a lot of people uh, kind of came through our way. Thank you again to Just for Laughs for such a, a great week or weekend. Uh, There in Montreal. (laughs) And uh, just shout out to everybody at the hotel and all the comics. But yeah, Uh, who do you want to start with?
0: Well, here's the thing I love about that festival is that for one, for for that final week of that festival, you go there. You go to the Hyatt, and you you know you go to these shows and go to like the workshops and all this stuff. Every comic that comes in there, regardless of what level they're at or how big of a name they are, it's almost like it feels like you're at summer camp for comedians. Yes, a very you know? ongoing trend. It, it totally is. Agree. Like everybody's partying together and everybody's doing shows together and everybody's sort of picking each other's brain. Everybody out for that for the space of that festival. Everybody just sort of comes together and celebrates comedy and everybody sort of embraces each other as equals in a way, you know? Very much so. We're all colleagues. We're all part of this weird community. And then they go off and just do whatever specials and tours and stuff they have going on. It's
2: hard to try to kind of catch everyone's show because you kind of want to please the masses. Like, oh, I caught a bit of this and I caught a bit of that. So you're kind of running around. But Montreal does it right. They kind of, if you have not been to to JFL in Montreal, its it just takes over the city. It's what TIFF is to us. It, that's what it's like for them.
0: It really is. Um,
2: comics and comedy shows are, are everywhere, scattered around, from the giant theaters to the small little, um, you know, dungy little rooms off the side of a side street off Saint Laurent or somewhere. So find some great shows. They kind of do overlap with one another. So if you want to go see one comic and kind of run across the city to catch another comic, but... Um, gracious with their time these comedians are and they're from all over great canadian comics u.s worldwide comedians are coming from all over just to be a part of this festival so um the biggest one of the coolest guys i kind of met yeah and graced me with his time actually when i was there was good old steve-o steve-o from the jackass fan. from
0: jackass of course and steve-o's been like dabbling in stand-up these last few years and making appearances for eight years yeah and he's and he's appearing at these festivals, and that's that's the thing. When people come into Montreal, you got comics from New York, L.A., and our own scenes here in Canada. And it's interesting hearing what these comics have to say about Canadian comedy too, and what our industry is like, and what our scenes like.
2: Oh, uh, we dug into that as well. We yeah. got a
0: little bit inside the showbiz side of things, and uh, just had some fun with these comics, and and sat around a hotel bar with them, and talked to them, <laughs> and put it on the air. So yeah, we'll kick things off with uh, Steve O from the Jackass crew right here. End of season three. Only on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, six forty, Toronto.
3: General public, it's, it's uh, never going to be right with my reputation. <laughs> stand up comedy, and as long as I've been doing it, uh, it started out like really conventional stand up comedy. Of course, telling stories about my experience as, Of course, uh, yeah. As a mania. But uh, gradually, my worlds have uh, have converged. Uh, okay. Now, uh, like my uh, tour is a multimedia tour, and the act is about uh, you know these, these latest stunts that I've been doing, which are just so mind-blowingly outrageous.
0: And huh. Vince, in Montreal, you also got a chance to sit down and talk to Chris Redd, of course, from SNL. Of
2: course. Hey, from one iconic show like Jackass, well, iconic in its <laughs> own
0: yeah.
2: to the most iconic comedy show there is, Saturday Night Live. the
0: Biggest institution on television for comedy, for sure. And Chris
2: Redd is hilarious. If you don't know Chris Redd, he usually plays Kanye, or insert black character here, but he's hilarious. And,
0: and what a better place to talk to him than the world's biggest comedy festival. You got right it. Right there in Montreal. So we're going to have Chris Redd coming up right here on Inside Jokes. This year, it's it's like I, I have stuff that I knew was was uh, was polished, and I'm like, okay. Well, and I think there's the different varying varying stages of of the festival in a really cool way where it celebrates like shit you're working on or shit you're like, oh, hey, this is this is good. I want to see how this stands in a in a gala setting. So you do something more 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 like, oh, this is this is like some polished stuff that I, that I know I feel good about. But I'm in a stage now where I'm just I'm creating my hour for the special, so it's like. A lot of these things would morph. Some of these things I won't ever do again. Some of these things, like, after this fest, is like, okay, cool, let me try this one more time. And to stay, see how I feel about it now that I have this new information from out here. So I think it's a little bit of everything. And we'll be back with more Just for Laughs Montreal recap right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi,
4: I'm John Dorr's sister, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella
5: once said, ain't that a kick in the head?
0: It is our season three finale right here on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, Vince Tedesco, our producer, hit the streets of Montreal. What's happening, yes. Talking to the big players in comedy.
2: Broken some brand new shoes for that.
0: Brand new shoes. <laughs> world's biggest comedy festival takes over Montreal every summer. It's the it's the highlight of comedy worldwide really every summer.
2: Yeah, great chance to interview some comics that I follow and I like some of my fan favorites, one of them being our next uh guest.
0: Absolutely. And it's always a good chance for us to talk to some comics from other, you know, from New York and LA and and it's kind of for us it's a it's a good wrap up for our season here on Inside Jokes and it's a good lead in for, of course, our big festival that happens in the fall in Toronto.
2: JFL 42 JFL coming 42, at JFL 42.
0: It's, it's the sister festival. It's the Toronto spinoff of Montreal. So, of course, that that's always a big part of the season for us here in studio. Uh, but what better way to lead into that, lead into season four with more of these comics we talk to in Montreal.
2: And uh, one of the comics coming up now also did a nice little Just for Laughs event at Casa Loma recently, but also a uh, podcast with a very popular stand-up comic as well, Mr. Sebastian Meniscalco. That's right, yeah. Uh, uh, the- big
0: fan base here in Toronto, too, Huge, of the
2: Pete and Sebastian podcast. Uh, give it up for Mr. Pete Corelli. Thank
6: you for having me, man. Um, you know, you gotta kinda roll with the changes or else you'll be the guy left behind, you know? Okay, but, yeah. But it's, i see a point. To me, it's always been about the act, you know what I mean? And I spent so much time working on my act and trying to get better and funnier, and you know? But it's about going on stage and making people laugh and working on the crap. But as time has gone by, it's become a lot more about social media. Um, So these, a lot of these comics, they spend more time doing social media than they do doing the stand-up. Now, it matters, you have to do that. That's what draws people in. Um, and then, So then you got to kind of just as a comedian now realizing realize and go, okay, i got to take my humor, my style, and somehow incorporate it into the social media world. Do I like it? No, I wish I started out in 1972, but I didn't. <laughs> you know, so what are you going to do? You roll with Vince, or you die? Well, that's
2: the thing. And now with social media, and this is a topic that we talk about a lot on our show, a lot of people take that avenue to become a comedian on social media. And they're really not putting the legwork in on the clubs yeah. how much do you feel as a comic in this day and age do you want to expose your material on social media or do you just leave certain material for social media that this is best left online right. and let me work my club stuff in the clubs
6: yeah well I used to do that way you know right. and it's a, it's a hard thing to decide too you're like so what this isn't funny enough for stage but it's funny enough for social media it's a you drive yourself crazy with all that but as far as the actual stand up it's like I just finished filming a new one hour special and I'd like to maybe shop it around, but now we're talking about... I got these guys in my camp, as I would say, you know, yeah. some social media guys, saying... It behooves the comic more these days to take his new hour that I made myself, and it's my favorite one yet, and uh, I'll make those available right away via clips on social media. Because I was talking about this with my manager the other day, as much as, uh, you know... Rock and roll stars, we love their music. Even they no one listens to an album from start to finish anymore. They just, so. they just don't. So and it's really about getting them to come out to the show. So you take your special and you put it on some TV channel, right. and unless you're already a big star, there's not gonna be a million eyeballs on your special probably.
7: Perfect. And then it's
6: stuck on that channel, they own it for let's say a year or two years, and you can't even take those clips and start putting them out there because it's so once
0: it's to out to it's out.
6: Yeah, and it, once you make it, you put them out there, and then hopefully people like them and come. It's just a new way of doing business
0: now. And, of course, we're going with more New York here. A lot of New York comics came into town in Montreal for this festival.
2: Originally from Halifax, Nova Scotia. That's true. But
0: resides in New York. Making huge, and his name's literally an apple, a type of apple, so that Okay, works. so
2: listen to this. I've been going to JFL for three years. 2017, breakout performer for me was Godfrey. Not corporate right. Godfrey, but the comedian <laughs> Godfrey. <In 2018, laughs> He's there, too, though. In 2018... It was Dion Cole. He was a writer for Conan. Yeah. But I love this. I love the stand-up set, uh, uh, set when I saw it there, 2019. This past summer, it's Nathan McIntosh.
0: who's absolutely killing it right now stateside. I mean, he's been in New York for years now, but he's he's appearing on late-night television. He's, more of a it, rant
2: comic, more but of his rant material comic. is and his oh, his presence on stage just goes from every octave of the vernacular that it can span. Man, he is just. Hilarious, hilarious to watch live.
0: So we have Nathan McIntosh coming up. Season 3 wrap-up right here on Inside Jokes. I'm good, man. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. How's this festival been kind of treating you?
7: Hey Vince, it's the best. You know, it's the best day of my life. <laughs> uh, the last uh, couple days have been amazing. I just say expectations three times today. One day.
2: What's the one thing you kind of set your eyes on when you come to Montreal for, the, for Just for Laughs? Good times, friends, you know yeah, what I mean? It's uh, more like summer camp for comics, no?
7: Yes, it totally is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when, once you're here, obviously you come and you're like, oh man, I want to do well on the shows. You come again, you're like, I still want to do well on the shows. And the third or fourth time you come, you're like, you know what, I just kind
2: of want to talk to people. Mm-hmm. I like to hang out with people, get a couple
7: drinks with people. Uh, I guess that's it, man, just hanging with people.
2: Uh, one of my highlights watching you is, A, I know you're Canadian born and bred, but when you kill it at the Comedy Cellar, and I watched those clips online, I just feel so proud that somebody from you know that can kind of just take reins of an audience the way you do and come out with such force and presence and just kill it every time how long did it take you essentially to find your voice on stage I'm not talking your actual voice but I'm talking yeah, yeah. I your, 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 your mode your beast mode essentially um, to kill it every night
7: first of all Vince thank you <laughs> second of all just to let people know I'm from Nova Scotia third of all I don't kill it every time, but you're a good man. Um, okay. How long did it How take me to find my voice? I don't know. Probably like probably like five, six years before I kind of started sounding like me actually on a stage. Right. Yeah.
2: Um, five, six years. Okay. Yeah, because no, before no.
7: that, it was just jokes. I was just like doing jokes.
2: Okay, now from that, yeah. getting a genesis of a bit in your brain Yeah, and working it in the clubs. Yes. Working it in the clubs each night, whether you're prepping for a special, whether you're prepping for another festival is there a magic number is there a verbiage you gotta kind of work through to get it right is it too much how often do you kind of work out a bit
7: Uh, I think of something that I'll try to go up on stage and kind of rant it out I use way too many words as you probably know you know and this is a real Nova Scotia thing I have no real like oh I gotta take out words of this to make it punchier I I just try to go up and say things that are funny so if I have an idea I'll go up rant it out think about it uh, record what I said try to write down the things that were funny and just try to go from there if that makes any sense
0: Hey, this is Ali Hassan, and uh, you really can have it all if you're listening. Inside jokes on Global News Radio, six forty, Toronto. Can we blend? uh, Can we blend commercialization and IDs? Can we? Yeah.
8: Mainly, what is Todd's
0: favorite cheese? Jackie just called up and said it was a former rock that Give us a ring, ding, ding. It's a beautiful day. Okay, Vince, we're switching gears here. So, of course, we talked... You're interviewing all these comics in Montreal. The yes. world's biggest comedy festival. Everybody yes. floods into town. Yes. Uh, so, we were talking before the break, a lot of New York. A lot of New York comics coming into town. So, now we're going to switch coasts here. West Coast, Vince. West Coast time. We're going to the L.A. comedy scene. So, we had, of course, you sat down with Cristela Alonzo. Yes. Right there in, in Montreal for Just for Laughs.
2: And our other Latina sister, Ms. Angela Johnson.
0: Angela Johnson. And, of course, friend of the show, Alonzo Bowden, coming up as well.
2: Who is... I mean, there's... There should be award given to alonzo at jfl he's been doing it every year for now. he's one of
0: those regular faces at jfl that's just a part of the festival a presence at the festival every year uh of course always glad to have a chance to talk to him on this show I
2: had, I had a chance to speak to those three comics with kind of the same similar questions but a very different outlook on all
0: three all right so it's a little taste of la's comedy scene right here season three wrap-up inside jokes on global news radio 640 toronto
2: what's signed? sitting with me right now miss cristella alonzo how are you cristella I'm doing good. What's going on? (laughs) You are always such a vibrant force of nature at these festivals. (laughs) Um, The laugh is iconic, but just coming to these, uh, and not in Montreal specifically, but every other festival, what what essentially do you get out of it?
4: You know, I like doing the festivals. I like doing different ones because you realize that your stand-up has to be universal enough to make everybody laugh. So you actually realize the difference in audiences that sometimes laugh at different spots that you're not used to getting laps at, and then you have to wonder why. So for me, what I like doing, I like doing the fest because I always feel like I have to adjust my set a bit, and that's part of the job. Part of the job is not only to write, it's to adapt and still stay true to what you are and who you are, but make sure that they get your your point too.
2: Okay, of course, so another question that's kind of come up based on that form, do you feel that as a comedy writer and a comedy creator, the legwork and the emphasis is more in the writing or in the actual presentation, the way it's said, because each crowd is different. So what do you kind of put your focal point on and and we'll just expand on that. I'll get more into it, but expand on that.
4: Sure. I feel like um, likability, charm, and personality will get you so far, okay. but at the end of the day, the words are the most important thing because you can smile and you can give a lovable performance and stuff, but when people leave... As a stand-up comic, if they don't remember one of my jokes, I feel like it has a, it, it, I didn't do my job.
2: Sitting in with me right now, Miss Angela Johnson. How are you, Angela? Oh,
3: very well, thank you. I'm a storyteller, so I'll tell a story, and I will like follow my laughter, and I can feel the lulls. And if it's okay. lulling a little too much, I'm like, okay, let me cut some of this out. Even though it got a laugh, it was like like a level 3 laugh. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like, let's say I have this 7-minute story. And through this 7-minute story, I start with like a, like a level 6 laugh. And then it's like and it 5, and then it goes 7, and then 5, and then 8, and then we're like... Four, three, 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 five, six, and I'm like, okay, some of them threes could come out. And it, as a comedian, you're you're like, as a creator, you're like, well, that was a laugh. I don't want to cut it. They did laugh at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they laughed at it like three levels. Is it necessary? Maybe let's cut it out and leave room for another six level, another eight. Level, you know what I mean? So it's it's for me. I feel the energy of the room and I can feel when we are all at like a three. Like we're still having fun. You feel the buzz and everyone's still vibing and it's like it's still fun. But I'm like, okay, these last few minutes have been like a low buzz. Maybe I, I need to rework this and
9: like punch it up.
2: sitting with me right now mr alonzo Bowden. how are you alonzo
9: i'm great i'm great just finished hosting the award show and uh looking forward to a funny night when
2: are they giving you award alonzo it's been quite some time when are you getting uh, some gold
9: i don't know if i get an award i just i'm just here every year i'm part of it that that's like that's your reward so i'll be here hopefully next year but i'm good it'd be nice to get a trophy i'll steal one one day
2: Here's a, here's a question that I love asking comics who have been in the game and have seen it change so many times. I mean, what the hell is the formula now at 2019?
9: There is no formula now. Um, for one thing, the sitcom... You, you, the sitcom is still the win, right? I call this the lottery business because okay. you can work and work and work. If you get a... You know, people are like, hey, do you want a sitcom? You're at... Yeah, do I want to make six figures a week? Yeah, I'd love to, but... We have streaming services now, right? You got Netflix, Amazon, Disney's about to start another one, Hulu, and this and that, right? You have cable. You have all the cable networks. You know, FX was doing a lot of comedy, single camera, stuff like that. You have people who are just monetizing their YouTube, right? Where they have, you know, X million followers. I mean, they used to be get on a Tonight Show with Johnny now you can get you can become a star by getting on the joe rogan podcast
4: hi my name
1: is simon fraser and you are listening to inside jokes on 640.
9: everybody knows that the days are loaded
0: you Listening to inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, and of course it's our big season three wrap up. That's it, Vince. Wrapping up the summer. Goodbye. Wrapping bye. up the summer. Summer w-
2: 2019.
0: Summer 2019. It was a big season for us in studio, and of course the world famous There's Montreal. A woman in a right Just for, <laughs> getting back to Montreal in the summertime with the Human X. It is. It's the wrap up <laughs> of our season three, and of course, yeah, summertime in Montreal. That's the that's the pinnacle of the year in comedy.
2: So yes, the JFL event does take over the entire city, and it's comedy shows after comedy shows every single night and everybody migrates to the hotel lobby bar. And this is a rule of thumb as media reporting for inside jokes. Yeah. I turn off the mic. I turn off the phone. I put everything away at seven o'clock because I check out comedy shows. And then when I'm done by 10 or 11, I'm back in and I party just with the rest of them. I never bug anybody for an interview. Yeah. The last night there, he was kind of dodging me and we kind of missed each other. But Mr. Andrew Schultz looked at me from across the room Pointed at me and went inside jokes. A man of my word, I'd give you my time. Let's do it right now. And sitting in with with Andrew is a name that you rec- may recognize from Montreal, Montreal lovers, comedy lovers, uh, Daniel Toronto, who's now killing it in New York as well. Absolutely. And Andrew says some very interesting things
4: about that. It drives me crazy. You guys have so many hilarious f- great trans- comics. comics. <laughs> well, stay away from us. We don't want to compete with you, hilarious mother
8: back home dude I saw you do the the the, the main scene the, uh, that show uh breach oh that was unbelievable Doug right? that was I mean I had 20,000 people that was I mean there
4: were <laughs> parents with their kids running is that, away is that the biggest audience you had yes it's crazy, no, crazy, felt right? like DMX at Woodstock bro it was unbelievable I know
0: it's
4: insane it was so crazy but anyway, it, it, this was a great experience. Um, obviously, I, I, I'm using this to tell everybody about Daniel because it's an important Canada knows about Daniel. Of Don't course. let America be the ones to make Daniel blow up because y'all are gonna regret it.
2: Y'all are gonna regret it that you went They did it to Mike the Myers. They did it to Jim Carrey. They did it.
8: Very few people are self-made the way Andrew is because you you told me your story with how you they called you up when Uh, we had to do it yeah last year he had his one-man show and this year he's he's all over the place man man, i'm so so happy for you man
6: you gotta build it bro you gotta build it if you don't build it no one will come
0: you have to talk to some of our biggest canadian comics well, yeah, of and course, and a few it's of them, of course, territory. are Montrealers. So I mean, this is this is our our comedy hub in the summer, and this is where a lot of these comics came from. And Iman Husseini and Jess Solomon, of course, Montreal-based comics, all Montreal, making their, making
2: their way to New York now, but making their Montreal. way to New York.
0: But all these comics came up in the Montreal scene uh, and here in Canada, returning for the big fest. And of course, we've got them right here on our season three recap of Inside Jokes.
4: I think you... It's always been and always will be you have to be funny. Okay. That's ultimately...
2: What I've been getting consistently throughout. Yeah. But I just like picking up But it's true that that I think
10: that just doing stand-up is not enough anymore. You need to have a podcast or you need to be active on social media and you, you need to be to funny on different you need to content. put out content. Yeah.
2: yeah. Jess it's almost like we're gonna conduct the interview because you're taking the next question right out of me. Yeah. What do you feel about that whole era of social media, the surge of social media, the adapter die mentality of comics being like, if you're not doing this then you're not you're not you know, a comic needs to be their own writer, their own producer, their own marketing manager in a way, their own brand manager in a way. How do you feel about this whole surge?
10: I mean, it's a it's a lot of work, honestly, it and it's it's a learning curve, and there's stuff I'd rather not be doing. I that Especially I'd rather be the admin stuff, right? Focusing on jokes and even just even just social media. It's a kind of a how much time do you you go on there to put out your own content, but then you get sucked into the timeline reading other stuff. You know, it's it's a lot of time that's spent, and I don't know how well spent it is, but it's part of the the job, and I look forward to the day where I have some social media strategist that helps
4: that helps us do that for stuff sure. Yeah, for sure and I'm like definitely a, a bit more old school I started before just like maybe a couple of years before
5: uh, and I right right was more
4: of time a time of the funds. that's right uh, the happy days at the end of the funds there yeah, go, yeah. Um, so I, funds was I was I was definitely yeah. going that route I was going the root of be becoming a club comic and mainstream and, and doing the traditional s- steps. but And I made her gay. And she made me gay and more alternative, <laughs> and I'm very appreciative.
1: <laughs> Hi, my name's Aaron Berg, and you're so lucky to be listening to me on Inside Jokes on 640.
5: If there's a goal that everyone remembers, it was
0: and we're back with more of our season three wrap up right here on Inside Jokes, Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, we're recapping the world famous, the biggest comedy event on the planet every year. The world-famous Just for Laughs Festival takes over Montreal every summer. Our own Vince Tedesco was there hitting the streets, talking to the biggest names in comedy. Uh, and we have some old friends of the show on with us as well to wrap things up.
2: Oh, of course.
0: You know, because I think when you go, it is the biggest comedy event on the planet every year. But when you go, you also have to check in with some of our own Canadian comics who well, are just yeah. going out there and destroying on stage. And uh, some of the comics we talk to at the festival are having... An incredible year right now. I mean, of course, Deanne Smith, always friend been a friend show. of the show. Hashtag uh, of the show. Came up in Montreal by way of Australia and, of course, resides here in Toronto. And one of one of our, I think, most successful homegrown stand-up comedians. Uh, another one who's having a fantastic couple of years is... Huge year. Huge year. Aisha Brown just right here in Toronto. First
2: African-American woman uh, to receive a comedy special on Crave.
0: That's right. And... Uh, she just keeps going. There seems to be no Scarborough in the house. Represent. Going, going, going. So, and of course, we have Brett Forte. So we talked to some of our own favorite Canadian comics at the yeah. fest this year. Forte
2: representing Calgary too, man. Representing
0: Calgary. So we're going to keep it Canadian right now on Inside Jokes. It's our season three wrap up, and we're going back to Montreal.
2: Well, the clips. I'll,
5: I'll, listen, I'll be doing the jokes, and they'll be working after a few months. But they get, they get to just always get stronger with time.
2: Perfect. Perfect yeah. way to say it. Um, someone who's astounded you, cross countries, festivals, as we said, 10 years here, many other festivals throughout the world. Career highlight so far?
5: Oh, a career highlight. Well, you know, uh, a few years ago, I did a really fun thing at this festival. I just always remember it. Um, at, there's a comedian from Australia called Adam Hills who okay. used to come here a lot. And it was just this one-off daytime thing where we... We were doing um, a show for uh, terminally ill can- cancer patients and their families, so I don't remember exactly where this was, but we went to some like hospice in the afternoon. It was me, Adam Hills, Jimmy Carr, and I think David O'Doherty. Um, so people that I love and whose comedy I love, and it felt like such, um, it was just a great show. Because you're just very aware in that moment of how precious life is and how fleeting everything is. And on one hand you can say, you could look at comedy as kind of a useless pursuit and pointless and why are we spending our time on this when there's so much bigger things in life. But in that moment it just felt like, what a gift to be able to laugh in the face of this horrible thing and to give people also the opportunity and the permission to laugh. And so much fun. The audience was so receptive and we had such great feedback from that. So, it was very strange, but it was really fun. I would rather
10: support the industry here and try to make it something where people like me can make a living here and they don't have to move. Because I I prefer Canada to America, hands down. I don't want to live in the States. I want to live in a country um, that I don't have to question whether my life matters. I'll put it that way. I have a lot of problems politically with the states. I don't like their healthcare system. And
2: while I love a lot of American people, I love Canada as a country. Okay, so getting back to how we started with with kind of anxiety and performance, and you know, you with the new special right now, do you feel in a way, just just strictly in a way, you've kind of niched yourself, niched niched yourself, kind of put yourself in sort of a category, with all the other sort of categories, that now becomes the circle of comedy. Uh, like, can a comedian be a comedian anymore, or, or do you need a thing? No, you
10: don't need a thing. You just need to be funny. Okay, I, I mean, think I've never, ever aspired to... Like, but sometimes people say, do you feel like you have to talk about being black? Do you have to talk about being black? But it's not exclusively what I talk about. It is a lot of what I talk no. about, because it affects you. Comics are kind of self-centered in that way. We don't talk about things that don't interest us. And if I wasn't doing comedy, whatever I was doing would have something to do with being black and woman. Just even like politically, <laughs> it's what I, I tend to look at. I think people should always be true to their perspective. So I'm never gonna limit myself as to what I can talk about. But I'm also not going to feel bad about it.
8: Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna move to Toronto. Um, I'll, like, I'm will like i headlining the Yuck Yucks there coming up in October. Uh, October 23rd to 26th, I believe it is. There's the plug. Okay. And there, there you go. I'm headlining the main club there without ever having to live there. You don't have to follow the same route everyone does. Oh, you were born in Calgary. Oh, now you got to move to Vancouver. Now you got to move to Toronto. Then maybe New York or LA. You can build your base wherever, you know. And I became a headliner in three years. And I've been doing full time comedy for two years now. And when by running that monthly show, Roast Battles, by making smart business choices, you can support yourself so that you don't have to get the day job, right? When you move to Toronto, I don't know if the money is enough in stand up, unless you're running on a hot monthly room like Nubian Nights, Kenny Robinson, or something like that it's gonna be tough because the stage time is less. You're right, out in Alberta, that's how I got to headlining in three years is because I was doing 30 minute opening sets very quickly. You know, maybe not even ready for it, but that's a part of growing, right? So there is an advantage of kind of uh, working out of the spotlight. You get a little bit more time, you might develop a little bit quicker.
5: Hey, this is Rhiannon Archer, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on the Global News Radio Network, 640 Toronto, MP4, KW8, 905, 827, 6428. What now? What? 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 Did I even say it right?
0: Now, back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. That's it, Vince. It's a wrap wrap it up that's it season three of inside jokes going strong of course right here on global news radio 640 toronto and of course you can listen to all of our episodes not just this week not just this season but since the dawn of time yes at least for this show online wherever you
2: have wi-fi
0: wherever you have wi-fi go online go on the global news site you can listen to all of our past episodes Uh, we do have some really i will say some really huge exciting stuff lined up to kick off season four this fall coming
2: in with a bang baby
0: right and it of course it's a perfect time for for us we're hitting 200 episodes we're
2: at what what are we at now we are when
0: somewhere yeah 200 episodes is coming up soon so we have some really off-the-wall stuff planned for that we have a huge guest in studio kicking off season four this fall and of course here in toronto it's a great time for comedy because JFL 42 rolls back into town. Can't wait. So before that, we've been recapping what happened this year in Montreal, the world famous just for laughs festival, all of the comics we got a chance to talk to, and some old friends that we hadn't seen in a while in studio. Talked to them in Montreal, uh, and that's it. We got a big season four lined up.
2: Can't wait. It's going to be a great year.
0: So thank you to the comics who joined us this season in studio, out on the street, at live shows, on the phone, all of you for being a part of this show this year, and we're going to come back bigger than ever 200 episodes, four seasons on the air. We'll be back this fall. That's a wrap. Inside Jokes. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Love you, Cruiser. And now for this week's comedy listings. Don't forget to check out comedybar.ca for upcoming shows. Check the schedule of shows there and hit up Crack Me Up Comedy Club, now open in Brampton, and of course the 420 Comedy Club at Greenleaf Vapor Lounge. Yeah.
4: Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. Hey,
2: for this week's Comedy Rx, like I said, the guy lighting up the comedy scene right now from New York City, but originally hailing from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Give it up for Canada's own Nathan McIntosh.
1: Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I got to be honest, I'm a little bit envious of the people who are visiting New York because I live here and it is uh, very expensive, man. The rent goes up every single year for no real reason at all. Every year, a landlord knocks on your door and is like, "Wow, you're still living in there? I guess we made last year too easy for you, huh?" They should really change the slogan of this city. Like, if you can make it here, you could have owned land in a lot of other places. <laughs> you, you could have had a house and a boat and a real family. Why are you doing this to yourself? And if you ask people, they're like, "Well, the pizza's good." I. I need to know where the pizza's that bad that New York rent is the option. Pizza is just bread, sauce, and cheese. It's hard to mess it up. There's only two levels of pizza. Great and fine. Completely okay. I've never had a slice of pizza so bad, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. this out of my face. Everybody in this room has had microwaved pizza. It's absolutely disgusting, but it's pretty good. I, I've been trying to stay away from pizza. I'm trying to be healthier. I started going to a gym mostly because I just got broken down by all the billboards and slogans, you know? You're walking down the street, and there's just giant billboards of hot, half-naked, sweaty people <laughs> glaring at you with a slogan underneath like, Hey, anybody think about having sex with you today? <laughs> Didn't think so. Hit that treadmill right now. When you are healthy, though, there are a lot of benefits. Like, even just going to places that serve healthy food. Because they care about how it looks. They want it to be presented nice. Fast-food places do not care at all. All food from a fast-food place looks like it was made during a riot. The bag, the bag is crushed. Things are squished. Like, is the manager in an arm bar? How is there mustard on top of the bun? There's, There's also... There are also... There are also no fights at health food places. Ever. Never. Because nobody gets drunk and wants an arugula salad. Doesn't happen. <laughs> nobody is drinking, as like, anybody else thinking quinoa? Never. <laughs> but people do get drunk, and they want nuggets. And they want them now! Give me those nuggets now! Or I will dragon kick you through that drive through window. When you... When you you get a chance, YouTube vegan-restaurant-fight. You can get to the bottom of all those videos because there are none. And then YouTube fast-food-fights. Wow! It is nine days of video. You can't even watch it all because as you try, people just keep uploading more. It is hard to be healthy. Like, even if you get health drinks, right, on the side of health drinks, they have warnings. They have warnings on health drinks that say, warning, only drink one of these a day. Why? Why can you only have one can of vitamins a day? There is nothing on the side of a bottle of rum that tells you to calm down at all. (laughs) Nothing. The only thing it says is drink responsibly. What does that even mean? (laughs) Hey, if you're gonna get drunk, make sure you're doing your taxes at the same time. Shots and go vote. Make this a responsible knife. <laughs> this is how hard it is to be healthy. Apples can kill you. Apples! I read a thing that said that apples soak up pesticides. So if you eat a lot of apples, you can die. <laughs> like an apple a day can literally bring a team of doctors running your way, <laughs> screaming, put the apple down! You're better off snorting Doritos! If you are gonna be healthy, you have to get organic food, right? Have to get organic food, and that's so expensive. Like, and organic food at one point in time was just called food. It was just called food, and then they modified food, and they were like, well, we can't call this modified food. So we'll call modified food food, and food organic food. Now you got to make a real decision with yourself when you go to the grocery store. Like, do I want the good strawberries? They're not gonna hurt me. Nothing wrong with them, but they're $5. Or do I want the modified strawberries? That are huge, too. They're pulsating in the package. (laughs) You can't even close the lid. They're picking fights with blueberries beside them. But they're $1.75. It's been a rough month. I hope these strawberries don't attack my
0: kids. Thank you very much, everybody.